Welcome to the HR Tech Spotlight Podcast. I'm Deanna Shimoda, CEO of Growth Mode Marketing. The HR technology market is crowded, and we know it can be hard to find the best software solutions for your business in the sea of sameness. On this podcast, we shine a spotlight on some of the best up-and-coming technology options out there. Check it out if you are interested in learning about new innovative solutions available in the market. And if you are with an HR tech company and interested in being considered for a guest spot, stay tuned for details at the end of the show. Hello, thanks for joining me to listen in to this episode of the HR Tech Spotlight. Today's guest is Sri Chalapa, president and co-founder of Engagedly, a new age performance management software that redefines performance appraisals by simplifying and incorporating elements of employee engagement into the performance review process. I love Engaged Lead's positioning, real-time performance management, refreshingly simple and engaging. Let's learn more about what that means. Welcome to the show, Sri. Oh, thank you. It's been a it's a it's a pleasure to talk about uh, you know the product and our solution um, for a change. Yeah. So tell us about your background in the HR tech space. You know, I. I will say that I'm not necessarily what you would consider an HR by design or HR by by um, education. You know, I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, primarily came from the ranks of consulting in in, in a process and management consulting and technology consulting. Uh, my experience in HR is really being part of the process of managing people, growing teams, uh, building. Uh, strong cultures as, as I grew the companies I've, you know, been in executive positions with or I've been a partner in, and here at Engagely as well, obviously. And over the years, I've learned a lot about good practices, bad practices, practices that work for me, but from purely from an observational basis. And then just reading a lot, you know, over the years, I have talked to probably at least 2000 HR professionals. And that's not, I'm not making that up. It's probably maybe even higher than that um, on a one-on-one basis, by the way. So these are 2000 probably conversations I've had. Now you learn a lot from that, right? You learn what works, what doesn't work. And obviously, you know, you talk to a lot of executives and that, that helps you be more knowledgeable in the space. Awesome. So tell us about what Engagedly does. So Engagedly is a solution to build high performance culture where people are fulfilled at work, highly engaged, right? And how do we do that? And we, we basically provide a suite of tools to our clients who are people focused. You know, I want to be clarif- clarify that because not this tool is not for everyone. A solution is not for everyone. It's for organizations who are very people focused and have a more people experience approach to their HR tech stack. You know, a lot of HR tech stacks that are focused on administrative aspects of compliance reporting, running your payroll, running, keeping, make sure your benefits happen on time and your open enrollments happen on time. We are a, a, a stack that's focused more on how do I actively engage our employees and our people, make them feel that they belong and they are working towards a purpose um, and we are growing their careers at work so that we can get the best out of them and they get the best out of us. So before we hit record, you were telling me that there are three pillars of your product. Let's talk about that and why it's important. Yeah, so if you look at the people experience part of the equation in HR tech, the things that make it very interesting and important 
is their entire experience on how do you manage performance, right? So we have a suite of products or tools for that, including performance management, check-ins, goal setting, goal alignment, OKRs, 360 things of this nature. The second aspect of people experience is, you know, if you look at some of the surveys, there was a Pew Research survey that came out after the great resignation so on, so that happened so, you know, back in 2021, I think. And it said the number two reason over there in that list was people didn't feel like they were going anywhere in their organization. They were not getting career path and growth. So our second suite is focusing on that, is focusing on building strong careers, developing people, you know, with learning management, mentoring, coaching, uh, providing them with career paths and development goals. And the third suite of product is focusing really on building highly engaged teams, right? And how do you do that? You really need to build a sense of camaraderie at workplace. So we have social tools for that. Building a strong value-based culture. So we have gamification and badges and recognition and rewards for that. Um, and obviously you want to get a pulse of the organization uh, at whole. And that's essentially where we have some listening tools, engagement survey, pulse surveys, you know, things of this nature that help out. So when you connect the dots across the ecosystem, employee experience is not one thing you can do. Every touch point you have an, with an employee builds upon that experience. And we want to focus on the things that really directly impacts what people at workplace care about, which is making sure that the performance matters and they know what they're supposed to do. They have a sense of purpose and they have a sense of belonging and, and that drives engagement at workplace. So I know you're a co-founder of Engagedly. Tell us the story behind that. How did the company come to be? Why did you decide to start it? Yeah, so, you know, it's a really good question. I answer that a lot. And I, I keep thinking about, you know, where did, why, what clicked for me to do this? You know, I am, I at heart, I think I'm a very people person, um, or at least I like to think so. And I could have gone down, and I'm just going to digress for a minute, but I had a path to getting a PhD in engineering, in biomedical and other engineering type field. And the reason I, I didn't pursue that path, even though I actually had a fellowship to get to get to get that, is, is I didn't want to be in a research lab, heads down, um, on, and, you know, doing lab work or test or doing computer work or whatever that, that line of work would have been at that point. I wanted to be interactive with people. And that led me to take a career in consulting where I worked with EY and Capgemini for nine years. And then I did a startup consulting uh, services, which we grew uh, from like 50 people when I started um, as, a, as a growth person to over 2000 people by the time I left. You know, And that was a great experience growing you know, building that culture within a short amount of time, that was phenomenally uh, enriching for me. So to me, you know, those things led me to believe that, you know, we probably need to pay, pay more attention to people uh, than organizations do, because in these experiences as a consultant, I work with a lot of companies, right? Because I'm my consulting jobs, one way or the other, we're working with my clients who are bigger Fortune 1000 companies, as well as some mid-sized and smaller companies as well. And over the course of working with hundreds of companies in one capacity or the other, I learned that you know the not every place is a great place to work, and and it could and it could be. It's not about money. It's not about resources. It's really about paying attention and being focused about it. So when I left my last startup that I did, Emits um, 
Technologies, which was a healthcare tech services startup. I um, had an opportunity to work with another entrepreneur who had an idea to start an, an employee engagement platform. And it sounded very interesting at that time because this is going back about eight years ago when employee engagement was just uh, a, becoming a buzzword, but really people didn't know how to really drive that forward. And I found that fascinating and I found that something that I would be interested in doing. So that's basically how the journey started. Uh, hence the name Engagedly as well. And it looks like Engagedly has garnered some top recognition. I saw on your website that you've got a lot of G2 awards, such as most implementable, best results for enterprise, momentum leader and leader. Tell us a little bit about that. So we've, you know, we've over the years have expanded on the engagement thesis to more of an employee experience and talent management thesis, right? which is where I think the journey needs to be because you can look at engagement as an isolation. So by doing that, you know, we've obviously differentiated our product from a lot of the other products out there uh, by taking this holistic view uh, for experience. Uh, along the way, you know, we won multiple awards. I think we've won like 20 different awards or more at this point. Uh, um, we won like eight or nine different Brandon Hall awards, which is really focused on HR tech. Uh, services company and it's, a, and it's a global award we won three two or three goals on that and they only give one gold out by the way so it's not like everybody can be gold you know um, they only give one gold out we, we won three goals and that's against international competition that so it includes companies like sap workday oracle and other you know hundreds of companies in our space obviously so that's obviously uh, you know very uh, you know aff affirming our our place as somebody that is doing something right right um, apart from that, you know, we won the best uh, employee experience for remote work, uh, hybrid work, you know, some of those areas because we focus a lot around that as well. You know, we also have a very strong mobile product. Uh, so it really helps people who are deskless workers to some extent as well. So, you know, um, I'm pretty happy about all of that. And we just found out two days ago that we made the Inc. 5000 for a third year in a row, um, so which has been a, a great uh, recognition because that's across all industries. Uh, in the US, you know, top 5,000 fastest growing companies. And we did that for three years in a row. So I'm pretty happy with where we are, uh, but not completely satisfied, if you will. Yeah, have, I hear you. Well, you have a lot to be proud of. I think, you know, when you think about the HR technology market, it's very, very crowded. It's hard to stand out in the sea of all the competitors and all the different takes from a marketing technology standpoint you can take. So to have that outside validation is pretty huge because it's not you guys saying, look at how good our product is. It's, you know, these other recognition factors coming into play and saying you're growing you're making a difference in the industry and so you know that's phenomenal and congratulations thank you thank you let's talk about your company's unique point of view in the market and how it is different from the other competitors out there that do similar things to what you guys are focused on you know there are a lot of products as you said it's a pretty crowded market there are a lot of people claiming to do what uh, we do and more or less or things like that. It, I think it's it's how we do it. I think that's where the big differentiator is. Um, the big thing that makes us different is we take a more holistic view to employee experience with our solutions. And we do it interestingly where we want to actively engage employees in their own career journey, where we give agency back to the employee. You know, a lot of the organizations, uh, and it's getting better, 
for sure, is where the agency is not there in their own career growth, in their engagement and being able to give feedback openly, for example, wanting to say, I, I, I want to be in this role, in this position in the future, or having clarity around their goals and say, why does it matter what I'm doing? But how does it matter? How does it move the needle forward to the organization? Give me, give me that level of transparency so I can be more accountable, right? For that. So then those, those things are important to us for an organization, I believe, you know, our best clients are the ones who care about those things, who are giving this agency back to the employees. So from that perspective, you know, our product is fundamentally different in the way we approach those things. And that includes all of these different tools I mentioned, because when you give agency, you can't just say, oh, we'll give you agency when it comes to, you know, learning and growth. But when it comes to performance and goal setting and all of that, you know, we are going to drive that without any input from you or whatever that is. Right. So that obviously it makes us very different. And the depth on which we go, where we can serve a lot of different organizations, because no one or two organizations are the same in how they run their processes, HR processes. Uh, they might be similar in many ways when they do benefits and payroll. It doesn't change a whole lot. But when it comes to talent management, there are so many nuances. And our product is highly configurable. And it is built for organizations that are mid-sized. So we don't necessarily go after small, smaller companies, but we don't necessarily go after large enterprises because their needs are slightly different as well. But the mid-market needs products like ours, but they can get the service at the value and the price they're willing to pay and can afford. Um, I think that's where our strong market is, is in that mid-market, you know, 100 to 2,000 employee organizations that we, we do really well because of the ability to serve them across multiple needs in HR tech space. You mentioned there being a lot of other options out there. Tell me why Engagedly might be a great fit for a company versus some of those big brands like SAP and Oracle. You know, SAP and Oracle and Workday have their place. You know, if you're a large company with 20 divisions in 30 countries or 30 divisions in 20 countries, however you want to look at it, um, that's great because you can manage multiple units. They can roll up, get a lot of reporting and administrative aspects. It's great. But if you are, let's say it's 500 employee company and you want all the tools that Workday offers, SAP offers, there is actually no product out there that does all of those things. You know, you can get a payroll tool. You might be able to get a learning management tool. You might be able to get a employee engagement tool or a, or a survey tool. But our value proposition is that we can service 80% of what you need in our, in our one suite of products without having to to get 10 different tools to, to, to get the same level of capabilities as Walmart might have, or, you know, Energizer might have, or any of these larger companies. Why, why should your people and you suffer because you can't afford that price point and their resources? Can we service them better with better suite of tools that still makes them a, a very um, high experience company for their people where they can provide these opportunities, but also provide some of these administrative aspects that I was talking about to the leaders where they can run these best practices without having to use spreadsheets and emails and or 10 different tools which they may or may not be able to afford so i think that that what makes us different right um sap workday oracle ceridian all these different tools are great but too expensive for most mid-market organizations not in just terms of the price point but also in terms of the implementation cost the timeline it takes you know if you want to really change some uh uh, workflows or your, your your process, you'll have to hire an expensive consultant to do all of that. I mean, our average implementation time is six weeks. 
you know, that's unheard of in any of those tools for, for what you want to get, you know, and that's, I think that's our value proposition is, is we can align with the mid markets, agility, budget, and their needs. Speaking of implementation, what do you see as the biggest hesitations that companies have when they're implementing a solution like yours? You know, there are, uh, the biggest hesitation usually they have is whether this will be something of value because it's, you can't put a number and say, hey, if I implement a OKR tool or a learning management system, my profits will be 10% higher next year. I, I can commit to that. They can commit to it. So then the CFO is like, why am I spending $50,000 on a tool or $15,000 on a tool, whatever the range is, if you, you can't commit to an ROI. So that's a hard one. But people experience matters, right? If I say, hey, you know what? I can cut uh, the costs down in the company by, in summers, we'll never go below 80 degrees in the, in the office. Yes, you will cut cost. Yes, and your people will be unhappy. <laughs> and yes, they don't want to come to work. And yes, the productivity will go down. But I can't prove it. I can't prove a number and say by going to eighty-two percent, I will actually lose X dollars. You can't do it. It's the same thing, you know. So it's why do you want to put paintings or color the walls certain way? Have certain things in your conference rooms that make it more welcoming for people at work. It's it's a, in similar ways. You're you're really driving better employee experience when you are giving a a learning and development promise to an employee. Your retentions are retention is higher. There is a value to that, but it won't show you show that in, in the next three months. It'll it'll show up in six months and nine months and twelve months or later. And I think that's the hardest part for HR leaders to justify. And HR leaders by design are not mathematicians or financial analysts. You know they are more people people, which is why they went into that field. If they were if they were more math people, they would have been in engineering or finance or accounting or or something else, right? And I think that's the 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 the, the problem. They they can't make a strong enough case sometimes to to say that hey, we need to focus not on how we are cutting costs, but also how is it affecting the people experience. And there's an, and there's a number to that at the end of the day. And I think that's the biggest hesitation when people spend money for people tools. Yeah. And you know, that makes total sense because if you step back, like common sense tells you if you have a great employee experience, it's going to benefit your organization because every time you have turnover, especially in like client facing roles, for example, there is a cost to that. It's not always easy to measure that or see that. But the reality is, you know, I think a lot of HR buyers will look at it and be like, well, I'd like to have that someday, but right now I've got to put out a fire over here, over here, over here. So right now it's a nice to have. And the reality is sometimes by the time you realize you need a tool like Engagedly, it's because you're already dealing mm -hmm. with the backlash of not having a culture where your employees are excited and happy to be there and you have major turnover. As you think about the future vision for Engagedly and your technology, like what does that look like? The future vision, oh my God, I love this topic, to be honest. I think, <laughs> and I'm going to say something that you probably may not hear too much out there. Um, I mean, you'll hear some of it, but not where I'm going with. So let me just try to phrase this the best way without taking up the whole hour. Um, you've heard the saying, people are our best assets, you know, and we need to get the best out of them. They are our best assets. At the end of the day, what differentiates an organization from other organizations? It's the people. You know, everybody has access to the same information outside. You know, everything's on YouTube. 
you can get the same, you can, everybody access the same set of suppliers or whatever you want to call that, you know, what differentiates is your managers, your layers below that, your individual performers and the whole team, how it works together, right? My future vision is, is simply this, and I'll give, I'll give you an analogy right now. If you are Walmart or an Amazon or Home Depot or, or any manufacturing retail or any type of organization like that, you know where each box of your screw head or your coffee maker or whatever you know, widget you're selling is in which bin, in which store, in which location, zip code, all of that, right? And you know, if you went to the Atlanta score, Atlanta store in this certain zip code, you know what they have on inventory because you, so that's your, that's, those are your assets as a home depot to some extent, right? If you ask the same question to a people leader and say, what skills do you have in your Boston office, in the marketing department there? They might be able to give you an answer, they may not. And whatever they're telling you is, is probably a best guess based on what they've gleaned for some calls they've had with their managers and other people. So, so what I'm saying is, if you really break it down into granularity, we are not unidimensional human beings where, let's say if you are a graphic designer in marketing department, your skill is graphic designer. No, your role is graphic designer. Your skills might be other things. You could be a writer. You could also be a photographer. You could also be good at social media. You could have, you could be good at music. You could be good at maybe Excel and PowerPoint that maybe you never get to express and host of other things, 15 other things you could have, you could have been good at, right? I don't know that. I only know that you're a graphic designer. So I'm, I'm assuming you're good at Adobe Photoshop and Figma and, and some, you know, Canva and some other tools like that. Um, so I don't really know my asset. I don't really know the true variables of the asset. And I think the future is really knowing that. So the where you get the maximum, and I call this talent optimization, essentially, is where do you get the maximum optimization of your talent pool is when you understand the true nature of the assets that you have in each of those locations, each of that individual humans that you have, which you call assets in your organization, and you also know what their aspirations are, right? Which is also something organizations don't really know because most people don't feel comfortable talking about it. They're like, I really hate my job, but I'm gonna keep doing it. Or I am fine, but I've hit my limit. I wanna go somewhere else. I wanna do something new. You don't always know that. And even if you know that, a lot of managers are really good at building their, you know, holding talent and not letting them go uh, because they're the best talent. I'm not going to let them be shared across organization because what if they leave, you know, my team and then I'll be screwed. Right. So I think when you break that barrier and really provide a level of transparency, both sides is when you get the maximum talent optimization. That's when you can truly grow your people. You can retain them longer. You actually get more out of your teams without always having to hire from outside because there's hidden talent out there that you could leverage and put, put in new positions that you're opening. And you have a better idea of, you know, what their, what their goals and aspirations are and how it aligns with your organization goals. And I think with AI and the, and the tools we are building and having psychological safety at workplace, which is cultural aspects, which our tool cannot necessarily solve that they have to solve it. If you get a nice marriage of all of that, 
where tools and humans really work together, I think that's the future of talent management. And I think that's the future we are shooting for as Engagely. Sorry for so the So you mentioned, <laughs> oh no, it's great. And you, you mentioned AI. I noticed on your website that you have an AI element to Engagedly. I think her name is Marissa, if I'm correct. Yes. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, Marissa is very helpful. If you, if you, <laughs> um, I am actually fascinated with her. Um, she, um, she can solve a lot of problems. For example, we've created like over a dozen use cases with Marissa AI. I'll give you a couple of good examples here. One is, let's say you get multiple, uh, you know, one of the tools we have is 360, where you get feedback on yourself from multiple people and we anonymize it. So, or you don't have to, but one of the options is you can anonymize it. So you don't really know Sam said this and Susie said this, right? And so you get all the data. Marissa can actually take all that data, summarize it, and present it to you as a summary so that you don't actually know individual responses. You can actually get a summary, summary of all the responses. And it can, and then it can break it down into different sections. Now, what Marissa is going from that is that it can then say, hey, based on this, here are some things you should you should develop upon based on the feedback. Maybe you should be a better listener, or maybe you should plan better. Maybe you should communicate more. Maybe you should be more responsive in your emails or whatever the feedback might be, right? Or here are things you're doing well. It's good too, right? So those are the things Marissa can tell you without disclosing these Sam and Susie's of the world saying that. That's a good example. Another great example we've solved for is really is, is taking HR out of the transactional game. So Marissa can, if you upload all your HR policies in our platform, Marissa can read that and answer questions for you. So if you ask, what is the paternity policy in my company? It'll tell you the answer for that. It, you just ask, what is the paternity policy in our company? And it'll answer the question that paternity policy is 10 days of leave, where you get paid or, or whatever the paternity policy is or what our policies you have, vacation policy, per diem, travel, you know, all of that. So those are some of the big use cases we've solved, make it, make life easier for HR um, so that, and then improves the employee experience, right? Because you don't have to wait on an HR to respond because HR has other roles and other things they are busy with. Um, so yeah, that's a couple of examples. So Marissa is, I'm very fond of Marissa at this point. Yeah, it's fun. You know, and it's really interesting to see how AI is really getting elevated lately in HR tech because, you know, the technologies have been around for years now, but I think it's becoming more mainstream. Like the average person now knows what AI is and starting to see it everywhere. And it's it's interesting to see how it is shaping the HR tech industry, especially in the last year, I would say. Oh, yeah. In the six months, at least. You know, not even yeah. the last, but there are obviously some HR tech that's been around for a long while in the uh, recruitment space. It's been there for almost a decade or more um, in the space of talent analytics. There's been AI in the talents of talent intelligence to some extent that what I was talking about in terms of the understanding of talent really well. There's been some AI there for a while, but I think AI alone cannot solve that. You need psychological safety, as I mentioned, and culture that helps you. Uh, but AI has really taken off, uh, and, and and we did a survey actually. We published a survey report in the state of AI in HR. Uh, we did a survey of about three hundred HR professionals, uh, which is on our website on engagedly.com uh, under resources, where we found that almost, and if I remember the numbers, almost eighty-four percent, if I remember the number, where had a positive outlook on AI among HR professionals, and I was pretty surprised. I did not expect that at all. So there is, generally speaking, a lot more acceptance of AI. Now, we've also had clients who said, 
we don't want weird stuff, please turn it off. And we did it for them because <laughs> of secrecy or privacy or whatever fear they have. Uh, I will say that that's, you know, that's not necessarily true unless you are sharing some corporate, you know, secrets with Melissa. So please don't do that either. Yeah, you know, and I, I've heard from some different companies that are using AI that sometimes the feedback from the market, you know, these HR leaders and their employees, when they push back on it, it's because they're like, well, I can do that. You know, there's this little bit of fear factor, like you're going to take my job, you know, and yeah. I think no matter what industry you're in, you know, I'm in marketing and I hear rumblings from that when it's like, hey, let's figure out how to use AI to help, you know, streamline some processes. You know, the graphic designer is like, no, no, you're just trying to take my job. And it's like, no, we're trying to help you be more efficient so that it doesn't take as long to do certain tasks so we can manage. Yeah, I mean, some of these things that I use AI personally for, you know, we do you know, obviously we do press releases for when we win awards or when we sign a big partnership or or or, or make a big product release in the the big the big press release we did where we where we announced Melissa AI back in February or something was written by AI what I mean that's well, that makes sense right <laughs> that AI press release about AI needs to be written by AI oh. so yeah yeah, yeah, it's it's fun to see everything that's kind of coming out of that, you know, or living in the world of the Jetsons, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, all sorry, right. There. Yeah, three. As as we wrap this up, what final thoughts do you want to leave our audience with? You know, I think uh, well, if it comes to HR tech, I think we are finally seeing the promise of AI and promise of this confluence of different aspects technology being getting mature ai and a lot of vendors like us who are servicing mid-market and lower end of the market that previously did not get respect and and uh, types of you know tools they wanted at a price point that they don't have to you know sell their babies at and the second thing which is is confluence of that and the fact that people are becoming more uh, aware that they need to start treating their employees and people as humans, and it's not a numbers on a spreadsheet. There's a lot more emphasis on people experience, retention, psychological safety, DEIB, all those aspects, you know, which are important because they realize there's real value to the bottom line to the organization when we when they do, do those things. So this it's it's weird, it's a golden time to be in for people like for companies like us because you know we can provide those solutions and people recognize the value for that. Excellent. Where can listeners go to learn more about Engagedly? Um, at Engagedly.com, E-N-G-A-G-E-D-L-Y.com. There's a, uh, everything you want to learn about our product is there. I also host a podcast where we talk about, you know, exactly these people aspects uh, called People Strategy Leaders podcast. And um, you can you know listen to those episodes or where we have some insightful discussions around uh, the new way of running people, people, people practice. Excellent. Sri, thanks so much for being a guest on the HR Tech Spotlight. To our listeners, be sure to check out Engagedly's website, as well as Sri's podcast, The People Strategy Leaders, and tune in next time to learn more about innovative HR technology companies and the stories behind them. Thanks for 
for listening to this episode of the HR Tech Spotlight Podcast, where we showcase some of the best up-and-coming HR technology options in the market. If you are an HR tech company leader who would like to be considered for a guest spot on this program, please contact me via growthmodemarketing.com or reach out to me, Deanna Shimoda, on LinkedIn. And if you found this show informative, subscribe, connect with us on social media, and leave a review. This is Deanna with Growth Mode Marketing signing off. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll tune in again next time.